to Dorothea Bart Jurgensen from Sweden and Norway and um, she is specialized in non-duality sound and breath is that uh, is that correct yes almost I wouldn't say I'm specialized in non-duality um, because it's such a deep topic that I don't really know in my mind but I have an intuition about it so but yeah. So specialization is maybe too much, but you're you're in the process of learning more and more. Yes. Yes. So what is um what is non-duality about? I'm curious because I, I don't know much about it. Um so in my understanding, it's um the awareness that knows all experience and um as we are these human beings walking around earth we feel separate from other people from the planet from the universe and therefore we also hold a lot of suffering because it's this sense of separation that we're not quite whole that we're not quite connected um and so non-duality is inviting us back into the presence that is connected to all things all beings um and it's we can't really know it with our mind the mind will never understand it so it's not that easy to talk about but it is the essence in all beings um it's the the knowing the the light that shines through your eyes the um the cosmic fabric that holds all things in a way the spaciousness that is in everything as scientists also looks you know through matter and they try to find a thing and they just see empty space the deeper they go they just see more and more space so um the emphasis or in my understanding having you know being out in the world and seeking and looking and trying to find truth um i started seeing that i will never really find what i'm looking for out there and it's really, really within. Um, and it's not even within <laughs> because it doesn't have a location. Um, and it is, um, it is the knowing that knows. So yes, that's a little bit about it. We can go into it more, but I'll, I'll start. Two, oh, thank you. So I have two follow-up questions. So on the one end, I hear that people suffer because they don't maybe understand non-duality, so they have a perception of being separated from other people. So that's one thing. And then the second thing, I hear something about the location of that essence of that, that non-duality. Um, so these are two kind of follow-up questions. So one around, so is non-duality about stopping suffering? And, and, and can you tell more about that location? 
Yeah, I think um, I think the stopping of suffering is not. Uh, we only suffer because we have resistance. So suffering can still happen, but we don't. We know it's not ours, or we know it's not personal, or we even embrace suffering and love suffering. So. Uh, the suffering and the joy and the happiness is all welcomed and then it doesn't it and then it's just energy it doesn't have this um, mark of suffering on it it's just energy moving or if we feel sadness or pain um, it's just energy and you're allowing all the energy to move through this vessel this body uh, but you know that you are the awareness that sees that uh, like the eyes seeing out in the world we can't really see our eyes our eyes ourselves unless we look at ourselves in the mirror but it's the same thing we can't really see awareness because it's awareness looking uh, but we can't be that we're seeing like the eyes that are seeing the wall it's not quiet. Um, we we are not the wall, <laughs> uh, so we are the seeing. So it's um, the suffering. We we suffer when we're identified and we when we feel that separation and that disconnection or not quite know ourselves clearly as we are in the truest essence. And I'm not saying at all that I know that all the time, but I had glimpses of that understanding. Uh, where, um, where is this complete openness to all that is here? So nothing is denied, nothing is rejected. It's a full yes to everything, a full, full embrace, and that we can also call it unconditional love and or unconditional ex acceptance. Um, I don't know if that's. No, that's I think that's fair. That clarifies and i think non-dualities is also like a philosophical uh teaching but is it possible to give an example in daily life where you can have a non-dual or dual approach or, or, or perception and, and how that affects you yeah so um it would be i don't know if for example if i'm upset or with someone or um, then instead of thinking like, oh, I'm not supposed to be upset uh, or I'm um, shutting it down or like not allowing that energy, I would just say yes to that energy and be like, be as upset as you want to. Uh, and when you allow that energy to be free, to be as it is, it actually vanishes and you're not upset anymore mm -hmm. so instead of trying to control and trying to suppress and be like oh i shouldn't be this way i should be this way you're just allowing embracing it and um hopefully that doesn't affect other people because that's not super good if you're very upset on someone else but um I think we can also be beautiful mirrors for each other. Like if someone else is upset <laughs> about me, then I can also see when I'm closer into my being that that's nothing personal in that. It's okay. Like they're, they're 
separate self is reacting and is being aggravated or um, their hurt, their wound is coming up. So yeah. let's bring it up to the light of love and let's uh, love it even more. Yeah. So it's, it's it seems to be about accepting a certain feeling like that you're upset instead of resisting it, controlling it, changing it. Yesterday I felt lonely, for instance, but I was like, yeah. oh, I shouldn't feel lonely. I should do something about it. So then I tried to change it and I have all these voices in my head. So is that, was, was that a, a dual uh, reaction of me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I think like if you would have accepted that you were uh, non-accepting, that yeah. would have been perfect. Ah, okay. <laughs> then you're accepting and non-accepting. Yeah, but take it one step further. Like allow, yeah. accept the non-accepting. Ah, accept so you can then, with your awareness, you can then see your voice going like, oh, why am I in the middle of nowhere? Why am I alone? But then you can accept that you're not accepting. Yes. But that, yeah. that, that's a beautiful insight because often suffering comes from that you're trying to change something right in your life but then accepting yeah. that gives freedom um, yes and the intelligence will do whatever needs to happen if an action needs to happen it will happen if you're coming at it from that acceptance even accepting that you can't accept it that's yeah. also a yes in the essence it's a yes um and then maybe you feel like well i don't want to be in this country anymore and i'm gonna fly this way but it's coming from uh an acceptance or a, a yes inner yes instead of like i yeah i don't want to be here anymore and i'm gonna fly to this other side and meet the same thing over there because there's always these different energies around us so it's more about just kind of leaning into what is representing itself in the moment mm. whatever it is and that can be quite scary too because you're going to meet more and more deeper layers of these energies of, of life and death and these very essential or human core fears um, yeah on the path so it's it takes some courage to open to that because it's so much about letting go of control and surrendering but we can't really surrender because that's from the separate self. We have to let surrender happen. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's interesting because surrender and letting go are two uh, themes that I hear often. So can you yeah. explain more about that in relation to the non-duality? Yeah. I mean, from my understanding, it's... Um, so I'm I'm working with, or I don't know, I feel like, in my heart, I feel non-duality as a very deep truth. Uh, but I also work with the, the body-mind to relieve any, you know, trauma and this and that in the body-mind. Um, so I feel like I'm working on on the non-duality and the duality at the same time, <laughs> basically. Um, so, the, what, wait, what was the question again? about surrender and letting go in relationship to non-duality. Right, so um, surrender, I the, the surrender moments for me has been coming when it's a giving up. Something is 
giving up or trying stopping trying to fix or stopping trying to change the situation and sometimes it's after like hard work or hard trying for example like seeking 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 looking off having sessions with these spiritual teachers and then being quite disappointed and then meeting myself again and then the curtain drops and i'm there meeting myself fully and it's my being surrendered without me surrendering because i can't surrender i tried to surrender it's not working (laughs) 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 yeah it happens when it happens and that's why it like the flow following the flow of life as well is so important because we we think we can control all of these things and that we can become awakened but the like the apple falls from the tree it will fall when it's ripened when it's ready but we can't really force it to fall it will drop when it's meant to drop so it's a little beyond our uh our you know personal our little person self can't really decide when to awaken or when to surrender when to let go these things happens but i also think it's a little bit of a practice or in day to day just being aware noticing where we're clinging or where we're trying to control and um and also yeah softening our bodies and letting the body kind of open that's also very important um and how can you um because with surrendering like um if i want to surrender let's say uh i don't know am i going to meet someone or not like then i can try kind of like let go of an outcome like okay it doesn't really matter if i meet this person yes or no but how can you surrender with your being so is there something that you can do or is there something that you cannot cannot do uh, well from my understanding it's um something that you can't really do you can prepare yourself for that moment when the surrender wants to happen so you can be open for that moment so when you're invited in to surrender for example then you hear the call or you you let go when the letting go wants to happen um Mm -hmm. but yeah i i i tried i was I was in a ceremony and I, I felt I felt the call and I tried to surrender and it just didn't work. Like it felt like I had to jump from a cliff. But the jumping choosing to jump from a cliff, like source had to decide. <laughs> like I, I, I as a being was too afraid to go into the fire or to jump off the cliff to lose full control. I mean symbolically, not physically <laughs> at all. Um but yeah, so as much as, you know, as much as I want to surrender and trying to surrender, it's not working. The surrender happens and yeah, and it's just being open to that um, as much as we can, I feel too, like it does help so with it's, the... It's- it's preparing yeah. uh, a certain state of being so you yeah. you can be prepared to be open 
Yeah, and I would say like the in non-duality is also talking a lot about uh, inquiring, inquiring into your true self, like asking questions like, "What am I? Uh, who am I? What is, is this arising from behalf of uh, like the true being or the personal being?" So you can ask these questions. So if you have something that really hurts in your heart, for example um <clears throat> sorry then i can ask that pain or whatever if it's like what is the root of this pain or what who is feeling this pain uh, so you can ask these questions when you go about life and then you start to kind of see through these different conditionings or illusions that we got or um these stories that we believe ourselves to be. Um, mm. Yeah. Self, self inquiry is a tool for preparing that state of being. What about yeah. sound and, and breath? Like to what extent is that connected to non-duality or are these like two different topics? Um, I mean, I, uh, so in my sessions that I do, I don't talk much about non-duality. Um, because I just I think it also can be easy to make it into a conceptual idea or this philosophical idea or the mind trying to grasp it. Um, so for me, it's more just a personal practice that I do self inquire uh, and I I look at myself and I look at why and what and um, just and also embracing and sensing things in my body. And sometimes I'm not able to sense it fully and other times I am. Um, but with breath work and sound healing for me, it's such a uh, extraordinary ways to let go of the mind and come into the body to feel this more energetic body that we have and that creative energy within our bodies and the, the light, the the illumination that happens or the source light that comes through and breathwork really. Um, I mean, breathwork is an ancient practice, but it really allows the mind to just kind of open and fall back. And then you can start working with and working through all these blockages in the body that is making us also feel separate. Because if we have pain somewhere or if we have physical or emotional pain it will uh, make us more triggered and it will also um, that pain will make us feel more separate or more contracted it's like we're, we're not as free as when our bodies is feeling good and when we're feeling that lightness in the body where you almost um, are not feeling your borders anymore it's just like energy um and yeah for me holding those circles i just love it because i can bake in some non-duality behind it without anyone knowing anything <laughs> mm -hmm. they just say like wow that was what happened that was amazing I, I, <laughs> this is all that, yeah I, i've done prep work and it feels like you're more connected to the whole right and then you let go of your mind you tap into your unconscious so kind of breathwork is kind of <clears throat> a way to access this non-dual state but you don't talk about it during your sessions. 
Yes, yes. I I find it so many ways we can, you know, come back into wholeness. Um, and for me, like I've done a little bit of plant medicine too. And for me, breathwork is such a natural way to come into this expanded state state of consciousness which is not really non-duality because <laughs> it's but it touches on the sacred it touches on the the spirit or we we can feel our being more clearly when we're moving all these like debris and energies that might have yeah might not even be ours that we've been picking up during childhood or our journey through life um, and yeah again like it's so hard to speak about non-duality because it's the basis of everything um and yeah the breath breath work for me feels like it's in uh, inviting the body inviting the mind to come more into wholeness but it's not going it's not going to lead you all the way into mm. wholeness but it's gonna it's gonna prepare the body it's gonna prepare it to open and to surrender and to trust letting go of control the mind is wanting to hold on to control and when you breathe you have to let go of the control because you will focus on the breath i i definitely agree it's very powerful and what is a bit of contradiction because we're talking about a topic that actually needs to be experienced right so that's a yes. bit of contradiction of this podcast and I read, I saw your resources, like Ajay Shanti, uh, he mentioned that uh, non-duality, so the question is, can non-duality be taught? Um, so what's your opinion about this and what, what did you learn, for instance, from Ajay Shanti on this? Yeah, um, so I haven't met Ajay Shanti in person, but I looked at many of his videos, but I, I spend some time with Rupert Sparra uh, on some retreats and so forth and he's also a non-duality teacher and um, it's a lot about um, I don't think it's you can really teach this but you can as they say you can point to the stars <laughs> and you're not going to be able to point all the way but it's pointers and Eckhart Tolle also talks about that like it's pointers into truth but then you kind of have to go the last bit on your own somehow mm. like you will you can get some guidance in there but then at some point you will be there all alone having to find your own way into that um unconditional love or source if you want to call it that or consciousness um and i mean everyone has their own unique paths as well so what works for some people might not work for other people and um I mean, I even heard this, I think it was like a homeless person in London. Someone said, yeah, they had this awakening. They just like, they were in the, you know, in the ditch by the side of the sidewalk and they, they had this awakening. So you don't know <laughs> when it's going to pop or not. And maybe someone else has been meditating for 40 years and doing, going to all the retreats in the whole universe and still don't really understand or have not had that um, full knowing of self. So I think it's uh, when I when I pick teachers or when I 
I go with where it really resonates and where I feel um, where I can, I don't even listen to their words. I just like feel it in my being. Something in my being is opening up. Um, and my mind aren't actually not grasping any of it. It's not quite understanding what's going on, but like the deeper being is just saying, yeah, okay, it's like a home. It's, it feels home, it feels safe, it feels warm. It feels like things are starting to unlock and open naturally without me doing anything. So, so um, you're talking about uh, uh, awakening and but you're also talking about a retreat about, uh, from Rupert Spiro. I'm curious, maybe at a practical level, like what what happens there? Do you get lectures? Are you meditating? Like like, curious. Yeah. So um, the one I've been to with him was in outside New York, and um, it's it was a seven day retreat, and we did a lot of yoga meditations. He calls it. It's um, it's these more meditations where we inquire into like sound and how we see and how we hear and and how the body is um feeling itself like if we really look and feel into the body is there really a border there like questions like that uh, and then you start sitting with yourself and you're starting to feel into this and you start to discover that it's that's like in the seeing is no distance between here and over there it's all the same in a way on one level <laughs> um and also the hearing it's um hearing sounds is also sounds like it's a distance to it but it's all intimate in the experience and it's hard for the mind to grasp this but when you really listen listen is is does the sound is it does it feel like it's over there or is it right here in your ears right or not even in your ears in your experience actually because the ears doesn't really hear i mean <laughs> it does on a physical level but um so you start to really look at everything in a new way um than what we got taught growing up and so forth um and then it's also silent meditations and some talks where we can ask questions like satsangs. Mm -hmm. um, and you're, I mean, you're Dutch, you guys have a few, I think, cool, cool people, non-duality <laughs> people. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I mean, you sent me uh, a few links, so what I, I need to learn more. But what I'm yeah. trying to, what I'm, so from my understanding is how you're growing up or how you view the world first is maybe in the I version, I need to do this, I want to do this. And, and you basically have your own agenda. And then with non-duality, you start to realize you're more connected to everything. And, and, and you kind of surrender to kind of what life brings you. Is, is that kind of the transition that you then make? yeah yes yeah you start seeing that even though i feel like a person in the core of my being in the essence uh i'm not making decisions and i'm not i'm not able to control and life happens 
life is happening um and yeah it's an emptiness there it's it's not an entity that creates food or you know uh go out shopping or whatever it's like it's the it's a freedom within that where uh you're part of life fully and you just let life happen through you somehow um and yeah again it's like not it's so hard to speak of and i i'm not understanding this fully either myself but i'm so curious about it and i know it in my heart and i um somewhere deep in my heart so um i'm exploring it still I I can imagine, but it's like it feels like being aligned with life, letting life happen through you. And is there also an element of uh, that you reduce the amount of expectations uh, that you have about life? Yeah, I yeah, that's a good. Uh, I would say so because you um, you start seeing the construct of expectations of wanting to be somewhere in the future wanting like everything is in the mind is in the future or in the past mm -hmm. and we bypass or we forget about the present moment um and i do feel like the more and more you're sinking into your true essence um the past and the future have less of a hold on you and you're less interested in the past and the future and you're letting the future become what it wants to become. Um, and from my experience, when I let that come, the most extraordinary things happens. But I can't yeah. <laughs> I can't do that to I can't live in the present moment to then wanting extraordinary things in the future. Like it's also so much about sincerity and truth. Um, really being in the moment because you love the moment and you're not so interested in what's going to happen in the future yeah um, that's when yeah the the real gold comes comes uh, forth. that's fascinating i recently read something that was clarifying to me that when you're too much in the past you get depressed when you're too much in the future you get anxious yeah and uh, the present moment living um, I, I i try to access that with meditation but now i start to understand more and more it's also about letting go of expectations um and how do you balance because uh, also with your previous career uh, you've had a certain level of achievement so you must have had certain goals in life right so how do you balance non-duality being in the now surrender versus maybe still setting goals for the amount of people that you that come to your breathwork class for instance right um i I feel like it's more of a, I feel like it's this longing in my heart that I have to, for freedom or for, and also for other people to know themselves in their essence, in the freedom, in the love. And that's mostly the basic or the basics of the work and the goals is more, it's not so much goals, but it feels like a inspiration or co-creation with source where I'm 
um, inviting these spaces to be a container for something where we can uh, deepen into this presence or this truer sense of self um, and also be seen in that and be like when we are in a group um, the work can be so powerful because we're all mirroring each other and we're all reminding each other and when someone is um, opening deeply like that opening happens normally with all the other people too because uh, we are also as an individual and as a collective we're all connected on many very, very different levels um, so the goals um, I would say now I have more of a of like a sense of what feels true and then I'm trying to act accordingly to that so like in my heart I have this dream <laughs> that earth that more people will realize their power their essence their truth their love and that we can celebrate that with each other in the world that we can come together and celebrate that instead of meeting in the shadows where we're uh, connecting to get something from someone else yeah. or to you know uh, extract in but like give an offer and celebrate as from the to, like well of being from the love from the overflow of love um so it, it's more of those that's more of the goals um yeah. it's less specific it's more like broad and open like freedom yeah. and unconditional love and so forth it's, yeah it's a certain vision uh, that you have like uh, to celebrate life and love instead of like wanting to get something from someone based on separation and um I'm also interested because now you're in Europe, but you used to live in uh, LA for a while, and you you, you had some um, some things that you offered. So, what type of people uh, participate, and 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 what need do they have uh, when they decide to join your 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 classes? Yeah. So yeah, we we lived in LA, and uh, we might come back um, in the fall. We we don't know yet where we're led, but we're gonna follow the openness and see where we're guided which is very exciting um but um in um in la yes i've been offering different breath and sound journeys and sometimes with ceremonial cacao which i love because it's so heart opening and and feminine and warm and earthy um and the breath feels more masculine and active and then the sound feels very etherical and cosmic and um, celestial or angelic um, but in a, like every town and place also have a different energy so in LA I feel like a lot of people are very much in the running around and almost like you know going to this breath work and that breath work and that sound there it's a lot of activity and a lot of um, wanting to be updated and do all the biohacking and <laughs> self-development and going to all you know all the different people that will so-called make you a better human and um sometimes that feels like it's coming from a lack that you feel like you're not enough so my circles 
um, my intention for the circles is that we have all everything within ourselves and uh, the wholeness is already there and we are not doing it to become something but we're doing it to open to what already is so it's an invitation to open to what you already are within yourself but you may be forgotten or you have overlooked it or not maybe sense it as much because it's so much distraction and a lot of activities and so forth in LA it's, so it's not, if I understand correctly it's not necessarily focused on uh, further self-improvement but more on, on celebrating what already is yes for sure yes uh, in so celebrating what is already there in the core of the being um, and yeah and i think that feels honoring and true for me and the people that, that i see like i i see their beauty and i i'm like wishing that they will see too that mm. that this running around or this lack is stopping and that they turn around inwards looking at themselves and seeing that beauty seeing that extraordinary uniqueness that each of these individuals every individual on the human planet has so yeah. um that's that's beautiful i have one specific question because now you say people go inwards but earlier you also mentioned that non-duality doesn't have a location yes so so do you mean the same or is going inward and slightly different from what you said earlier well again so it's just words like it's hard to it's hard to express it, but yeah, it's the same as the scientist going into the object to see that it's all space. I feel the same with a human, like we turn around, we bring our awareness around looking at ourselves until we see that we are, there is no self, but you have to do the turning around. You have to do the looking until you look so deep that you see what is there that is nothing there mm. but you will not see that if you wouldn't turn around yeah i see yeah it's it's different birds are also uh, risky sometimes right that's uh that's uh, yes the... yeah from a practical perspective so when you look at uh, the, the the time in the day when people join your your things like do you intentionally offer it in the morning in the evening in the weekends or do do people do it when they take a break from work so when when do they do these things so i prefer i'm a scorpio um in my star sign so i like the dusk i like mm -hmm. the evening the night turning into night uh so i do prefer evenings i feel like it's a sweet spot there when the sun is about to go down it's like a something in the air that merges the physical reality with the spiritual or the more spacious um, unseen reality so I like doing it in the evenings but I've done it in the mornings as well and what you can do at any time during the day normally my sessions are like two hours um, with like an opening um, invocation or ceremony and then yeah we're starting to do the breath work the breathing for 45 minutes and then we move into sound healing and 
sometimes I use my voice channeling or opening to what is here in the moment um, and other times it doesn't feel right so then I don't do it so so that's based on improvisation yeah yes and um, the type of people that join do you see that it's mostly individuals making the choice or do you also see companies and organizations that integrate this into like work policies yeah mostly for me it's been individuals for now but I I've been having a few like organizations reaching out and so forth um, as well and I, I I mean I see it in the world that more and more people are opening up to seeing this potential in in the work of self-knowledge or wisdom of the self because um, it really helps their companies to come to the next level of creativity and inspiration and, and inner satisfaction for all the workers that works there and um, it's very beneficial for companies to bring in more spiritual work in yeah in their uh, what do you call it work policies or <laughs> so so yeah that's i can imagine there's a dutch uh, a company these are two men that work for heineken for the the beer company but they mm -hmm. now start a company it's a marketplace for mental health where companies can get a membership for their employees and they can get yoga retreats breath work etc mm -hmm. they're now in the media quite a bit like oh you can breath paid by your boss etc um so i was curious how, how that is for you um, yeah actually um i did uh, one at my agency in new york uh i think two years ago i did i did it like a sound sound journey there and it was so beautiful it felt like a full circle because yeah i've been in that world for many years and then um they invited me back to do a sound sound journey there at the office in oh. you know in those high skyscrapes or <laughs> what do you call it um so that was really fun and all the models came and the employees and so forth it was really really beautiful so full circle connecting two worlds kind of yeah for sure that's that's beautiful and um so i read about one of your one of the teachers i mean that you've been following Ajay shanti he practiced Zen Buddhism for 14 years. Mm -hmm. Do you have any experience in, in Zen Buddhism at all? Or do you have an opinion about it? Um, I, I, I don't. Um, I've been very drawn to um, just meditation. And I did a lot of transcendental meditation in New York when I lived there. But I have no no connection to Zen Buddhism, but I do feel like, as we talked about earlier, all these different ways of working through or to the non-self, uh, like Buddhism or Zen Buddhism or Christianity or um, Hinduism, or it's it's all different portals and it will resonate differently with with different people. So I think that for him was a portal into the universal in a way like it was a path until he wasn't until mm -hmm. he op yeah opened fully yeah. yeah so you're you're not um you're not planning to go into zen buddhist uh, 
monastery for a while. No. <laughs> no. no, that sounds boring to me. I <laughs> or, or not boring. I don't know. I just not. Um, no, it feels not. very strict and like not very alive. I feel like I'm inviting more of a feminine approach and yeah. inviting life. A bit, more, a bit more playful. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Because how do you balance being a teacher and being a student? Because we're all teachers and students at the same time. But how do you balance that in terms of time, intention? Yeah, um, I don't see myself as a teacher, but um, I do hold space for people. And I I feel like it's always a co-creation because whatever comes out of my mouth when I'm holding space is depending on who's in the room and who's there. So they're activating stuff in me and I'm activating stuff in them. So it's kind of a, it's almost like a relationship or partnership where, um, yeah, we're activating each other. We're inspiring each other somehow. So um, it really, really depends who's in the room, what's going to come through. And um, it's, yeah, and that feels really fun for me because I think I would be bored if I would, you know, teach something or <laughs> so you're more space holder yes i call myself a co-creative yeah. space holder i can see that because with the sound the breath you never know at the beginning how it will unfold you know or how people will respond and yeah. and how is it for you um your your yeah your teaching life like what are your your plans like are you going to do retreats are you going to like do online courses or what's your what's a bit like your vision do you want to create a physical space at some point what's your vision yeah um i, I me and my partner are working on some fun exciting things um oh, wow. that is gonna have to be secret for now but it will it will, <laughs> it will be revealed you know, you know how sometime. to sell things you know how to sell things I know it's so I mean I I, I want to share but I can't because um uh, yeah but um <laughs> I'm not saying that to sell anything but um and then I have um I have I do have a I do want to create a space somewhere like a temple or beautiful space um I'm not sure where yet and I think this house in Sweden might be a little start, like a smaller thing for maybe 10 to 15 people. But, um, and yeah, I do wanna do some retreats and um, I'm offering two circles in Amsterdam in August with Ooh. Sarah Warner. She's beautiful, beautiful, amazing woman. And she also has been in the modeling industry and she's really embodying the feminine and um and does a lot of polarity work and so forth so we're gonna do two circles there and um also in the fall depending on how what me and my partner are doing and how it's going with this project uh, it might open up spaces for some retreats and um and also i'm, I'm i got invited to write a book but i <laughs> again i feel like i can't really choose that like i'm gonna set it aside time to do it but we'll see maybe nothing will come so i'm opening this space for that but i'm not 
I'm not going to write a book just to write a book. Um, I do want to do it if it feels true and if it feels like it's coming from a higher source than my personal source. Um, and yeah, and then I'm just exploring and I, I'm following what feels true. And I feel like I have so much to learn. And I started working with a mentor, so I might go to Peru with him and just learning more about the healing work and the non-duality um so merging those two worlds together that's beautiful so you're opening the space but it might be retreats might be books might be sessions and then with your partner there's a, a project and um and this peru uh, person is that like a shaman or how, how would you call that or is it impossible to define uh well he he doesn't he's he says the shamans is for the mongolian people like um he doesn't call himself a shaman at all um but he works with the the celestial or the mountain spirits and so forth and he's been initiated in a lineage that haven't been broken uh unbroken lineage um i'm still learning from him and i i started working with him a few months ago so it's all pretty new to me right now so i can't say too much about it right now but yeah I'm but it's someone you met that you're learning from and the celestial because what does that mean i know there's a book celestine prophecy it also talks about peru so what does this celestial mean um from my understanding it's it's a connection to these mountain spirits and these higher, very pure spirits, but I'm I'm not um, I'm not fully I can't fully express myself about it yet. Yeah, I can imagine it's still unfolding. Yet, that's still unfolding. But I like how you uh, you meet those people and create these opportunities, even in uh, in Amsterdam. Um, yeah. So that's exciting. I. I might be there. You never know. I mean, I, I'm in, in Europe at the time. Oh yes, yeah. You should come if you're there. That would yeah, be lovely. Yeah. Very, very cool. After, after Estonia. So, um, a question I have is like, when did you enter this uh, field? Uh, when did that start, and how did you you come into this? Because you you've been working in the model world before. So how how did that transition go? yeah good question so i i grew up in a um little town outside stockholm which is a lot about waldorf schools and organic farming and rudolf steiner and he was very connected or it's a kind of a philosophy or understanding of life where everything is interconnected and uh, connected to earth and also the angels and the, the higher beings and so forth so um i grew up there so in in this kind of very safe community and i feel like that brought me or always had this sense within myself of something um of that kind of more mystical universe or so um but then I happened to be scouted as a model when I was 16, I believe. And then I moved to New York when I was 
end of 17 and then I was in New York for 10 years doing a whole run in the fashion industry and walking a lot of fashion shows and doing jobs for Victoria's Secret and different other um, clients like Chanel and um, yeah very like high-end fashion um, and but during that whole journey I always had this uh, knowing within myself that this is not it and this is just a phase that I'm going through where I'm exploring freedom, uh, freedom of resources and flying places that I want to explore. And it was a lot of like flying here and there, meeting new people and connect, being very connected to the art world. And the, I would go to a lot of museums during the time and um, just and creating, constantly creating actually when I didn't work. Uh, and I had so much spare time as well because I did a few jobs a month um, and that was enough to sustain me and and then I would explore uh, art and write and read books and read Krishnamurti and <laughs> look at like the secrets of the universe um, <laughs> um, and yeah I think um, before that whole journey happened I had this inner uh, like a wish in my heart to feel freedom to be free and I think at the time that it expressed itself um, as me working as a model in the world earning good money and flying places and have the freedom in the physical reality basically um, I like I like that underlying motivation because most people go to university then find a job but you had a at a yeah, more irregular career, so to say, right? At a young age. Yes. Uh, so, and, and before you continue, did you feel free at the time? Like, so you, you were longing for freedom? Like, did you experience freedom at the time? Yeah, I think a more superficial freedom, um, for sure. I think um, it was so different from the world that I came from, because that was quite small. Everyone knew each other. It was quite limited too. people didn't have a lot of money and um, and I feel I was really exposed to the whole world by you know being out and about and flying places and earning money and being able to basically follow my flow where I wanted to go I could book a ticket to like Bahamas and then just fly there and do some retreats or like I could go anywhere I wanted so in in the physical reality it felt very free but in the emotional and bodily reality, it felt quite very limited um, because I had to think about what I was eating and I had to um, look a certain way all the time, you know, to fit in. It's like an, um, what do you call it? A professional athlete that has to work out all the time or so. Like it's... Yeah a little similar with modeling um and but i do feel like i got the lessons that i needed um for that time but after a while it was so fun in the beginning i really loved it every time i flew into new york i was like feeling this energy in the cab from the airport to the city to manhattan i was just feeling like such a joy in my heart and such a 
like anything is possible. I can do anything I want and um, energetically in a, in a beautiful way. But then after a few years of that, it started to take on my spirit. It started to eat up like this inner, um, I would say, innocence that I had. I was quite innocent in this journey of exploring and being thrown out in the universe and kind of, yeah, just not having a clue in a way, just following <laughs> this flow. I had no like idea or plan um, around it. So, but after a few years, I just felt like something started to not feel as fun anymore. And um, I started to feel more and more empty inside and then I turned away or I turned inside, <laughs> I turned around, I turned inside and I started looking and um, saw that I had to change and I had to go out of that world and begin a new new chapter. Um, yeah, so it, it, you felt a lot of freedom, you learned, you enjoyed, but at some point you felt an emptiness and then you went uh, uh, inside and it brought you to your new, uh, uh, new world. And, um, what are the similarities and what are the differences between these two worlds? Um, and roles, worlds and roles that you have. Right. I think. Um, hmm. I think maybe with maybe with uh, the world, maybe start with your role, kind of like from you, right? Like what's similar? Yeah. Um, I guess then I was seen in a way, but on a superficial level, again, I was, I had a lot of spotlight on me, but not as I am, but something that they projected on me or thought I was, or I would act or fit into clothes that was not really me or work with a photographer that wanted me to you know, act in a certain way. So it was a lot of acting and role playing. And now I feel like it's the opposite. It's like peeling back all the roles, peeling back all the layers, peeling back all the um, the fashion or the clothes and the, um, I mean, I still love beauty, but it's a, it's a inner, it's the inner quality of beauty that feels so much more truer to me now um but also i'm exploring that more and more as well within myself but it's something of like peeling back the onion so to speak peeling that and, and with the modeling it felt like adding more and more layers to everything it's like becoming this character and that character and that person and that woman and um um yeah and because I, I was also into acting and after a while with acting i was like oh i just want to be me i just want to yeah. be myself <laughs> it can be a realization that you're kind of done with playing all these roles yes yes so now you're more and more yourself so to say yeah and that but now sometimes uh i feel i miss a little bit this play where i can put on different roles because I think also sometimes in spirituality everything can be so serious <laughs> and 
Yeah, and people start getting another role. And that's also something to look out for, to not see yourself in this other role as a spiritual being or as a teacher yeah. or as a... I think that's also important. Um, and then, I mean, I look quite young and so forth. And sometimes I can notice people look at me and be like, oh, she has nothing to, you know, <laughs> deliver because she's so young and she doesn't know anything. Uh, but then they work with me and then they're like, oh, okay, I, I see. Um, so I, and I am very sensitive to people still of their projections. So I can sense that sometimes and, and I'm really trying to not be affected by it. But um, yeah, I, I do try to stay as true to me as I can, but also I notice a more childish and more playful energy wanting to come out a lot too. So, and then also this old like wisdom comes out too. So I'm like, who am I? <laughs> and then it's about finding the balance, right? The, the, to avoid that you become this too serious spiritual being. But that's again, yeah. maybe the non-duality that you, you don't suddenly label yourself as uh, someone else. Yeah. I, um, I read uh, The Zahir, it's a book by Paolo Coelho, and, and one of the concepts he explains is um, it's that you should, I mean, you could erase your past, your personal history, and it's explained by the journey to Ixlan in a book of Carlos Castaneda. I was checking mm. it out. And I've been quite active on LinkedIn, I, not on Facebook. Facebook, I deleted, Instagram, I, I've never been active. But at some point recently, I was kind of done with all these education and roles in the past. So now I've removed everything as an experience. Mm -hmm. mm. It kind of feels liberating. And then you can emerge into a new role again. Um, have you done something similar? So in between modeling and your new role, have you had like a non-role for a while? Or have you always had a role? Um, that's a good question. I, right now, I feel like I don't have a strong role, but I do, after modeling, I did have a very, a space of very like empty hermit, nothingness space, a very pulled out of, of becoming or being something or uh, even being part of life. It felt, it felt a little bit like I was withdrawing and being a hermit for a long time and yeah a little bit lost as well a little bit under or rediscovering what i'm here to do who i am and uh what i am and that's why non-duality can be so confusing too because <laughs> in the essence we are everything and nothing um but of course we all have like some sort of character and some sort of personality and and all of that too so and we all have i do believe a different expression that what our life wants to take so like some people might want to sing and others might want to act and some might be a great psychologist yeah great um i don't know counselor or something and um i do feel like we have a certain vessel and an expression that is unique to this body mind this being dorothea uh, in this lifetime. Um, but yeah, definitely had a moment of very much just being and 
and it was very liberating and sometimes scary and weird because I was still had friends that was more into life and more you know part of the whole becoming and like having a career and everything and and I'm sure people would you know from the outside look at me like why didn't you just stay in the modeling world and kept that ball rolling and but I just couldn't anymore um yeah it felt empty at some point maybe it felt complete the journey yes yes for sure that's beautiful so you had a hermit time where you were like reinventing yourself discovering and something i'm curious about is um because when i listen to your story of course as a european it's a dream for many you know to live in new york to live in la to chase the american dream now you're a full-time entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it but you're free so what is your underlying mindset uh, that you can achieve these things or that these things happened I'm curious about that. Um, yeah, um, I think for me, it's been a curiosity and and a knowing that everything is possible. Um, and then I feel like it's been an honesty or like a innocence there that has been wanting to explore life to really know what it's all about, to really know uh, the truth of it or the essence of it so like i i don't feel that i have this need or desire to be something special or to even with modeling i never like thought i was going to be the best model on the planet it was always um it was always more of a journey and a discovery of like what is this and curiosity about these different places and also being Swedish uh, or born in Norway, but growing up, growing up in Sweden. It's a little bit of this energy that you shouldn't think you are anything and don't grow above the hedge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel in America, sometimes it's really liberating being there because everyone is like uh, following this, yeah, the American dream and thinking everything is possible. and and shining and sometimes there's a lot of ego in that too but it also invites for like honesty or like this is me and this is what i want to do and this is my offering and here we go like standing up for that and being okay with that and shining in that and in sweden it's like oh don't think you are anything hide kind of yeah yeah so that's really cool to hear because in sweden uh indeed society is more equal i mean social welfare structure is amazing and in america it's more like you know you can go wherever you want to go so i like that you use the word liberating and um the anything is possible mindset is it something you got from your parents or you got it from yourself or from some someone you met or how did did that grow um i i don't think i got it from my parents I'm curious why you're laughing about that, but I, I won't go there. They're so I love. I mean, I love. They're amazing. Um, I but I I feel like I got it from. I I feel like I knew it in my heart. I was like, uh, growing up, um, 
uh, yeah, I just knew it's so much more in the world out there. And I just had this intuition that life should be full of flavor and love and beauty and fun and wonderful. And I didn't really see that around me as much. And I think I wasn't, I was not okay just staying where I was and having babies. And then, you know, I feel like this curiosity or this uh, longing for aliveness and this heart sharing energy um, was pulling me out in life and also pulling me into the possibilities and the dreaming or yeah, the seeing what can be possible because we have to kind of see it within ourselves to be able to activate it outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I feel like I have less of that because I feel like I had such a big expansive journey outside and now it feels like more of an in, inner journey again. So I think it's yeah. also different cycles we're in. Different cycles in your in your life. And uh, when you got asked to, to work as a model, go to US, like at that time, did you have a certain plan? Like, oh, I want to study A or I want to do B or I want to do C or, or were you, was this kind of in your intentions or was it like a surprise kind of thing um wait um i just gonna my battery has like one no problem we can uh, cut this part or we can leave it in and then we can do both okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't want us to um to you know be be there um there we go sorry There we go. Yay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to connect your two lives. So you had your model yeah. career and we have the non-duality. We talked about surrender. So if I make yeah. this connection, I'm really curious to what extent are you surrendering to sudden opportunity or was it planned? Was it dreamed of? Yeah, so I very much surrendered to the way it all unfolded and i didn't really have a strong goal or intention with that i didn't i had no idea all of that would happen or would have happened with the whole journey of moving to new york and do it quite well in the fashion industry but i did have this deep longing in my heart since i was 12 years old to for freedom for to explore and to find out uh, what life is about. And I think that led me to the whole modeling journey as well, because it has been giving me so many opportunities of financial freedom of, uh, how to say it, like physical abundance and being able to travel to these magical spaces around the world and to actually go to retreats and do acting courses and go to acting school with really good teachers in uh, New York and LA and be able to um, have a lot of time to explore my creative side and the um, yeah, playful side to create i was in new york creating all the time i would paint and take photos uh, photographs and 
write and read a lot of actually non-duality books about yeah truth and um my first books was like uh, i think krishna murti freedom from the known um but the whole journey in the modeling world for me was like all the space that that created because i didn't have to work that much to be able to live very freely so i had a lot of time and space to really dive deep into this inner world and the outer to fly places to meet people to some of my best friends now too i met during that time in the fashion industry so um yeah it's been <clears throat> i feel like it's been a really beautiful learning opportunity for me to to be in that world and then also see that that's not it that's yeah. not it too yeah and i can imagine that you you needed to be a professional athlete but but also yet indeed time uh, more flexibly to explore the, these other interests that you had, like your inner journey. Yes, yeah, that was the beauty. Like, um, I think if it wasn't for that, I don't think I've done it. But it was like so, so beautiful to have all this time, um, you know, years and years to to really explore who I am and what I am, and and then um yeah be able to you know go to retreats that i wanted to go to and go to um different places in the world and see see many places around in um and so forth so yeah i i'm very grateful but at some time some point i just felt like okay time to grow up and time to step into what i'm here to do now can, like enough I, of the play or circling around <laughs> grow, grow up and step into your 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 true self and if you look back at your life and also your the the things that you're you're involved in at the moment like what is a topic that you want to share with people that are listening or what is a question that I could have asked that is relevant? Mm, um, um, I actually, I don't know really. Um, I'm very much in the known right now. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I'm excited to see what wants to unfold and also keep on you know, going deeper inside and also not hesitating to share out in the world because I feel like I've been very much a hermit for a longer time and that I keep on being pulled back in. Uh, but then coming out, you know, and sharing the gifts that we have to share and have the courage to really step into who we are and being seen in that, I think for me as well, is a big kind of, um, yeah, a little bit of a journey of courage, really being seen as I am in the depth of my being and also seeing others that way, like really meeting on this deeper level. And yeah. then, yeah. 
it requires courage, right? To to really show yourself at your yes. deepest being. Yes. Yes, yes. I feel like we can pretend we are. We can have this <laughs> this way that we think we are super authentic, but um really showing up as we are in all of our defaults and all our beauty and and um and shadow and light and that takes a lot of courage and i know i'm i'm hiding stuff and i know i'm still insecure in many things and so forth but it's um i i'm called there and i know it's possible and i that's my you know goal for myself and also all the people that i meet that we can all meet in this way where we all can feel safe enough to really be as we are truly truly within um and be seen and loved in that and um yeah not have to protect or mm, hide um but yeah it's a journey and, and if, sure. people, if people that are listening want, want to take a next step in this journey of not hiding, showing themselves, and then related to non-duality sound and breath, like, do you have a few practical recommendations for books that they can read or session that they can join or, or teachers that they can learn from? Like, what, what are your recommendations? Um, I, I really, really love, I just discovered him on YouTube, but uh, this very young guy, Matt Garrett on YouTube, he talks about non-duality, but also in a very inclusive way where you're feeling everything and really accepting everything that you're moving through. And um, I really like him and I feel like it gives me such hoping, you know, for the future and that so many younger wiser people are coming forth and really age does really not matter and it, you can start sharing your gift at 15 like you don't have to wait <laughs> um but i think it's really important to um to be seen or ha have someone that can see you in that depth where you can feel fully safe to see yourself that way in the depth of your being um and then um yeah explore ways that feels authentic to you and that feels right and honest and you know some people might not resonate at all with non-duality and um it's so many different paths so i always encourage everyone to find like follow the joy, follow where you're, you're feeling excitement and joy, like true excitement and joy, not like a superficial <laughs> excitement and joy, but where it's really coming from within yourself. And, and that will guide you home. That will guide you where you are meant to be. And, um, yeah. And trusting, trusting that call, trusting that inner, inner voice even though it can be scary sometimes even though it can be challenging and sometimes even when things get really challenging it also means that we are ready to look at it it means that we are ready to grow that we're ready to take on more responsibility and see more of life or our own 
um, potential. It requires more love uh, with these heavier or deeper um, kind of um, uh, yeah challenges. So and see everything as a gift. Everything is a gift. Um, the seemingly bad and the seemingly good. Everything can be received as a gift um, yeah, I, if we have this bigger understanding so i really like that so even the the bad things can be received as a gift and the trusting the inner voice it can definitely be scary because your mind yeah. can oh that's that's not possible or that's difficult or that's too good to be true yeah so we <laughs> trust that inner voice and um and then matt garrett and if people want to work with you or want to meet you so Amsterdam yeah. is, is a possibility, but are there other ways that people can collaborate or like join stuff you do? Yeah, so yeah, in Amsterdam, we're doing these two circles. I think it will be around the 19th and the 20th, something like that, of uh, August. Um, mm -hmm. and it will be a woman's circle and then a mixed circle. Um, and uh, otherwise, I do these uh, private sessions um, with um, breathwork and or more just self-inquiry being together and just seeing what comes up in the moment. Um, and I also hold different circles and gatherings around the world. Right now I will do some in Sweden and Amsterdam and probably back in LA in the fall, I would do some circles there. Um, but you can always reach out, email me or go to, yeah, wherever. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm on Instagram as well. And, um, but email is best. I like, I like it, that must be exciting. It looks like your international uh, work is kind of starting, right? With Amsterdam, Sweden, LA, it gets broader. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's I, why I love traveling too, is that you can meet these different people and all the cultures are very different. So the European people are a little different than the American in a way. Um, it's a different quality to, to it. So it's really sweet to be able to meet different kind of, yeah, lands as well, different energies around and, um, yeah, I'm very, I mean, Amsterdam, I have a lot of Dutch friends and I love Amsterdam. I feel like you guys are very open-minded and curious and, and yeah, all over the world as well, looking, you know, for truth. And it's a lot of cool teachers from Holland and lots of cool experiences and offerings. So it's going to be super fun being there. Uh, that's, that's really exciting. Well, so if you're listening, if you wanna wanna join, uh, take a look at uh, Instagram and the website. And maybe uh, my my last question, because when I listen to this conversation, I like you have a sense of freedom, abundance, courage, anything is possible. A bit this American dream mentality. I mean, for you maybe it's normal, but not for everyone. Yeah. So if someone wants to step into that courage, freedom, abundance, like you already mentioned, trust the inner voice. But do you have any other? suggestion or, or or what someone can could do or how you do that um yeah um 
I do feel that your your dream has to be yours. It can't be someone else's dream. You can't fool yourself or try to live someone else's life. So it's so much more about finding what's true for you within and then it's possible, then anything is possible. But it's not quite possible if you, I don't know, see something online or want to be something that might not be true for you within and you feel that somewhere. So really, really finding out what is authentic and true for you. And then everything is possible. Then from there, anything can bloom. But the seed got to be <laughs> honest and true. Um, so I would, I would try to discover that. And I think sometimes that is a journey. We Sometimes we really don't know for a while. And we will not know. And sometimes the journey is to know what we don't don't want and and cruise around there for a while until we get this spark of knowing what we do want so um but when once you do know what you want then you have kind of a baseline and that will guide you that will take you on a journey um and then yeah then it can be as big as you want it to be but the core got to be true. I really like that advice, and I've never heard it in, in, in this way. So it's really about being honest with your own dream and not chasing yeah. the dream of someone else. But it can take a journey. It can take courage to really be honest about that. Yes. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, I our, our conversation. I mean, is there anything else that you want to share with the people listening, or shall we close? I mean, I... I'm just grateful to speak with you, Jesper, and I'm so excited we met and I'm excited for your journey and what you're moving into and all the people you're going to meet. And um, yeah, you have such a lovely uh, energy to you and the work you're doing and like real curiosity. So um, oh, yeah, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I'm also happy I met you. We met in uh, in Costa Rica, in the jungle. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the first episode of Soul Kitchen. So thank you for, for being here and for supporting me. And um, August 19, it's my birthday, actually. So oh, maybe, wow. maybe I'm supposed to be there in Amsterdam at your circle. Let's see how that will, how that will go. Oh, wow. OK, yes. Otherwise, Let's... yeah. Oh. Hope to let's, celebrate you somehow. Yeah, let's uh, let's see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you and um, amazing um, wisdom. And um, yeah, see you later. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.